This is Daniel Halseth and his daughter Sierra. Daniel and Sierra were two peas in a pod. That is, until Sierra's boyfriend entered the picture. After being forbidden to see each other any longer, Sierra and her boyfriend, Aaron Guerrero, murdered Daniel and went on the run. Katie and Christy dig deeper into this perplexing case. everybody and welcome to the true crime squad this is katie weaver i'm here with my sister co-host and partner in crime christy brower hello hello hey everybody how's it going uh it's going well well you know sounds good super exciting y'all know i'm getting ready to have a hysterectomy so you know yeah boring doctor's appointments yeah you know that kind of stuff true we did go to lunch today so that was great yeah that was very nice yeah yeah went to applebee's it's not super exciting but it was great it was good in my town during the month of august the college shuts down for a month and all the students go home and that literally reduces our population by half so you can really move freely about town you can go into restaurants you can go to the grocery store (laughs) And the one month out of the year. Right. Not battle a wild crowd. So anyway, we're just enjoying it. <laughs> no kidding. No offense to the students. Just, you know, there's a lot of them. Yes. Yeah. There certainly are. And the town has changed so much because of them. Oh, gosh. Our, our childhood home we discovered a couple of years ago was set to be demolished yeah. to build more student housing. And we wanted our kids to get to go in there. They'd never been there before. Mm. So we broke in. I mean, it was empty and set to be demolished. And then we stole the front door. (laughs) As you do. As you do. Mm. I still have Mm. it. I don't know what I'll ever do with it, but I have it by God. Yeah. Yeah, you do. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. Well, this is a special report. This is our Tuesday case. And rather than have segments with this episode, we're going to just stick to the main case because there's a lot. And, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. there's only so long we want an episode to be. So we're just going to stick it with this. It's plenty. So I think we'll go ahead and just dive right in. Let's do it. So this is the murder of Daniel Halseth. So I want to back up to before the murder and tell you a little bit about Daniel. So Daniel was born in Oregon in 1976. He was a drummer and really an intelligent guy. He was very gifted, well-educated, beloved, you know, and was an IT guy. And he lived in Las Vegas. Hmm. Well, Daniel, uh, he Oh, sorry. He was a drummer. I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, He was known as Drummer Dan in his circles. And he graduated from Corbin University with a master's in business and worked, it looks like, in IT. So at any rate, uh, he had three kids. He and his wife were married. uh, And 
he and his wife were married. That's obvious. When, <laughs> when he and his wife were married, uh, when they moved to Nevada, she ran for Republican as a Republican for the Nevada State Senate, and she won in 2010. Mm-hmm. And she served until 2012. And in 2012, she resigned from her role, saying that the demands of the job were just too much for a single mother. In the midst of all of that, in 2011, Dan Halsef was arrested on suspicion of open and gross lewdness against her. Uh, And then it was also reported that she had had an affair. So at any Mm -hmm. rate, they got divorced. And it looks like things were fairly calm for a few years until they began a really, really contentious custody battle over their daughter, Sierra. Oh, okay. So this started in 2020 and it was really ugly. In fact, the court said, the judge said, this entire case discourages me. It is possible that after taking evidence, I just ripped the child out of dad's home and put the child solely in mom's home. The problem was she wouldn't stay at mom's home. She didn't want to be at mom's home. Um, and every time she he would take her back and drop her off at mom's house, within a couple hours, she'd be shown back up at dad's. Oh, boy. And they both uh, were pretty ugly about it. They were pretty ugly in court. She had an, her own attorney. And her attorney had said, there's more the- to the story. The daughter had her own attorney? Okay. Mm -hmm. Sarah had her own attorney, and she said, he said, there's more to the story than we've heard so far, and what's been released in the media. It's a process, and this process takes time. And at some point in the future, there will be a complete picture for everyone to understand what happened and why this happened. We ask everyone to reserve judgment until we see the complete picture. And that was about the murder or about... You know, it's in an article about custody, but that sure feels like it was more about the murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mom had been in front of the judge saying that I just want my daughter back. She, in March, she, this was March, like a month before the murder. Mom was in court telling the judge that uh, she just hadn't seen her daughter in months. She said, Daniel and his home isn't a healthy one. He has clearly been bashing me and speaking negatively about me and lying to Sierra, which has negatively impacted my relationship with her. I want my daughter back. I want her to be healthy again and emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically healthy again. I want what's best for her, and she deserves that. The response Mm -hmm. to that from Dan Halseth was that his ex-wife was lying. He said, it feels like reality TV every time I hear Elizabeth speak. I have no idea why she's saying the things she's saying. So lots and lots of back back and forth, as you can see. This went on for quite some time. Uh, There was a CPS intervention at some point at her mother's house. Mm. There's just been, there was a lot of trouble, in other words. And this went on for quite some time. And again, every time uh, he would take her to mom, she would just show right back up at his house. Things were really rough. Really Mm -hmm. rough there. Uh, But obviously, mom didn't feel like she was in a good place. This was just one month, of course, before uh, this tragedy happened. Well, 
at some point they discover that she is dating this kid named Aaron Guerrera, who is 18 and she's 16, and that they had plans to run away. Now, they had been dating at this point for close to a year and had been forbidden to see each other a few times and it kept sneaking back together. Mm-hmm. And they had plans to run away together to California. Mm-hmm. And this was when the families both were like, done. You are not to see each other anymore. This is over. And Aaron ran away from home. Boy. Well. Well, Aaron's 18, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, on April 9th, later in the day, at some point, uh, Sierra's grandmother, Daniel's mother, couldn't get a hold of him. Or on the 10th, somewhere between the 9th and the 10th of April of, mm-hmm. of 2021. Mm-hmm. So, and the reason she was concerned is because Daniel had an ex-wife who he was still really close with and they shared a joint checking account. Mm-hmm. Well, she noticed about $1,300 being taken out of that checking account for no reason. She hadn't heard from Daniel and she thought that was really weird. Mm-hmm. So she'd been trying to get a hold of him to make sure everything was okay and find out what was up with that money and couldn't get a hold of him. So she had checked with Christine, his mother, who also couldn't get a hold of him. Mm-hmm. So she, Grandma, started texting Sierra and saying she couldn't get a hold of him. So one of the text exchanges, I'm trying to get a hold of your dad. Where is he? Sierra, his phone has been acting up, but he's okay. It should be fixed by tomorrow night. No worries. So the day after that exchange, he had never called. Christine had texted Sierra repeatedly and dad repeatedly mm-hmm. getting nothing. She finally said, why are you doing this? Now the police are involved. So Christine called the police and asked for a welfare check. So we're going to mm-hmm. listen to that. How may I help you? Yeah. Hi, I need a welfare check. I don't know on who are we doing a welfare check? Uh, for my son. He's been missing for two days. His work's called. His family's called. I've called. His ex-wife's called. And there's nobody answering the phone and nobody is, there's, there's nothing. Nobody can get a hold of him. And then his work called and they can't get a hold of him. And it's really, really, he just doesn't act like this. Okay. Does he live alone? Uh, he lives with his 16-year-old daughter who is not answering the phone okay. or replying to a text. Mm-hmm. And the weird part is, I'll just tell you this, there's been ATM withdrawals at three different ATM ATMs. So law enforcement makes contact with his landlord. Mm-hmm. And his landlord and another person uh, are willing to go over and check on him. Uh, And this is just the course of like a couple hours from the call for the welfare check. And then uh, they go over to check on Daniel and they go in the house and they discover that the house has had a fire. And that there's still a fire uh, kind of smoldering in the house. And they go into the garage and they discover something really 
horrifying, and they call 911. 911 emergency, Guerrero 16497. Do you need police, fire, or medical? Oh, my God. 8417, Dumpty Court. 8417, Dumpty Court. Do you need police, fire, or medical? Uh, there was a fire, and um, we went in to investigate. The fire must be a couple of days old. But there's a dead body in the garage. We just found him with the homeowner that doesn't live here. Okay. And you're in there right now? Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. So, of course, the police come and they determine that this is, in fact, Daniel Halseth. Mm-hmm. And they find some other stuff in the house that's really concerning. Gallons and gallons of lighter fluid. Ooh. Two different saws that have been used. Ugh. Uh as if whoever killed Daniel tried to chop up his body, but was unsuccessful. Oh, God. Uh, Dan- then Daniel was placed inside a sleeping bag and dragged into the garage and lit on fire. Wow. Um, cause of death was stabbing. He was stabbed 70 times. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So imagine the scene. There are bloody saws. Blood everywhere, uh, you know, blood spatter as well as tissue. Uh, you know, imagine what this looks like, horrifying. Mm. Uh, and then this body in the garage in a sleeping bag that has sustained about, but burns over 40% of his body and, and is, of course, deceased. So it doesn't take the police very long to put together a picture of what has happened here. They start thinking that this was, of course, Sierra and perhaps her boyfriend who has run away from home. Mm-hmm. So some of the proof that they had, uh, they have CCTV video of Sierra purchasing bleach at Winco, Guerrero at Home Depot buying a saw, lighter fluid, gloves, and other things. And then, of course, the bloody scene inside the home with knives, saws, the lighter fluid, and burnt material. And the fact that Daniel's bank cards were used to make all of these purchases and withdrawals. Oh, Oh, geez. And when they finally find Daniel's car, a blood-soaked rug in the back of it. Because then they took Daniel's car and used it as a getaway card. Or getaway car. With a blood-soaked rug in it? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're idiots, you know, bad, bad criminals. Not good criminals at all, for yeah, sure. Not no. good, thank heavens. Yeah. They were easy to catch. Yeah. So, of course, they're gone. You know, they're on the run, and there's an APB put out for them, for the car, as well as for them. Well, what do you know? A couple of days later, they turn up in Salt Lake City. So you figure Salt Lake City is from Las Vegas by car, oh, around six hours. So they have driven to Salt Lake. They are spotted on CCTV on 
the public transit. Now there are some reports mm. that they had been on, bought on, got hopped on public transit and didn't buy a ticket. Uh, mm. That's not fully substantiated, but that's what some uh, YouTubers are saying. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what some people are saying that that's really how they found them is because they broke the law. Mm-hmm. But at any rate, they saw them on CCTV at uh, early in the morning. At 5.49 a.m. Hmm. on uh, the, the train there in Salt Lake. Uh, officials said that they spotted them on camera and on multiple platforms. Between 5.50 and 8.40 a.m., they got on and off the train at least 10 times. Maybe they didn't have anywhere else to go? I guess. After 70 minutes of sleeping on the bus, there is video, and I don't have it. On the train? Or did they get on a bus? Or the, well, it's the train. Yeah. Uh, they are sitting on the front of it, laughing and kissing. Two officers walk right up to them and they act pretty oblivious. And the officer leans in and talks to them for a minute and puts cuffs on them and hauls them off. Wow. That's how they pick them up. So then, of course, they are uh, taken into custody mm-hmm. and they search their phones. And what they find on their phones pretty much seals the whole deal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Welcome back to our YouTube channel. After day three. day three after <laughs> murdering somebody. Wow! Don't put that on the camera. It was worth it. Um, and we had sex a lot today. Mm-hmm. It was worth it. I got plenty of sex. I was paying for doing it. <laughs> And no, no bleeding this time. Mm-hmm. We got, we got through that. We, mm. we overcame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say. What the hell did I just watch? Mm-hmm. So, wow. day three of kill after killing somebody. That was what he said in the very beginning. <sighs> yeah, these two are a hot mess. Obviously, terrifying. It, it's terrifying. It, it's unreal to just see that video. Like this is just the most blase thing. Also, the way he's manhandling her, the choking, the slapping. The blood, yeah, yeah, that what was the hell creepy, yeah. very mm-hmm. creepy, all of it, very creepy. So of course that's you know part of what sinks them, as well as all of the CCTV. Uh, what they do is they extradite them back to Las Vegas, and the prosecutor took it to a grand jury, and the grand jury indicted them both on nine counts each. Wow. Of murder as well as conspiracy, arson, robbery, fraudulent use of a credit card, and yada yada, right? Mm-hmm. So she can be charged as an adult in Nevada because she's 16 and she was charged as an adult, mm-hmm. um, though she would not qualify for the death penalty. Oh, yeah. Uh, because of her age, but he could have received the death penalty. Mm-hmm. So However, uh, they both pled not guilty in June of 2021. 
They have sat in jail now for the last year. And this year, at the end of May, they both pled guilty. Wow. A little reality has landed. Apparently so. Affair, apparently. Well, I mean, this reminds me a little of the Daybell Vallow case in that there is so much evidence. How could, what, you know, what else could right. a, pro- or a defense no attorney at do? Yeah, except for try to get them the best deal they can because... With that much evidence and with that video, I mean. Uh, yeah, they're screwed. That's looking bad. Yeah. Yeah. But also, of course, uh, Aaron could have been looking at the death penalty. So. Right. Anyway, so that's what happened. They were supposed to be sentenced on July 15th. Mm-hmm. But there is absolutely nothing. Nothing out there about their sentencing, which leads me to believe it probably got delayed, Mm -hmm. which is pretty normal. Uh, But I couldn't even find evidence of it being delayed. But I suspect that's what happened because that will definitely be in the news, whatever sentence they get. Um, I did see one uh, lawyer talking about this case that said that they suspected that they would both be done with their terms and out by their mid-40s. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what the judge decides to do with this or, or the jury. I'm not sure who sentences in this case, but at any rate, that should still be coming. But those are the bones of this case. That is terrifying. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we, we've seen this fire meets gasoline kind of relationship before with mm-hmm. Lori and Chad, you yeah. know, and this is definitely like a Bonnie and Clyde kind of, you know, mm-hmm. type deal. That's absolutely horrifying that she murdered her dad and she mm-hmm. clearly had no remorse at all. No, none. His social media is absolutely packed with videos of her and dad's, Daniel's, uh, videos of her hanging out with her you know, doing silly things, going hiking, hanging out. They spent a lot of time together. And it seems like until she got this boyfriend, he was just the apple of, or she was the apple of his eye. They had a lot of fun together, though. Obviously there was some very contentious custody stuff happening. Mm -hmm. Um, It is really concerning. About six months before the murders, the judge was trying to order some counseling for her. Mm-hmm. and mom and dad couldn't agree on that. And there'd been a lot of contention about her going to counseling, where she was going to go to counseling, who was taking her to counseling and yada, yada. Uh, not sure she ever got the counseling, but there was just so much back and forth. Sierra also wrote a letter to the judge that Daniel presented to the judge about the reasons why she did not want to live with her mom. Mm-hmm. And the judge was really unhappy about that and felt like uh, Daniel was dragging Sierra into this and mm-hmm. that that was really unfair. This is where a counselor could have helped. But anyway, I'm not saying that their custody battle resulted in Daniel's death. However, it's clear from things the judge said, the mom said that things weren't right in this girl's world, you Mm -hmm. know, and that 
and or she was really struggling, which is what seems to be true. You know, and as we know, there was kind of a secret dating life going on with this older boy for quite a few months before it got shut down. Mm-hmm. What was truly going on with this kid obviously really fell through the cracks. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, she was feeling, I would imagine, completely out of control of her own life. Mm-hmm. And this was one way to take control back. Mm-hmm. Horrible, horrible way, but it's just stunning what she participated in because there will be a time in her life and maybe she's at that now, which is why they're pleading. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But, you know, at some point she's going to come out of the fog and realize what she's done. Well, I would hope so. I would hope so. Yeah, it, it is quite the case. When this happened and the video was released, uh, it was just really stunning to anyone who saw it that these kids literally committed a heinous murder. I mean, not just a murder, that's bad enough, but using power saws to try and saw up his body, lighting him on fire, like this was some violent, scary shit. All of it. All of it. Stabbed 70 70 times. times. I mean, that's rage is what that Mm -hmm. is. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Very sad and concerning. Most definitely. Yep. So we'll keep an eye on this case. Uh, Once we see something about sentencing come up, which it will at some point, Mm -hmm. we will certainly uh, keep you guys in the know. This will definitely go on to our uh, Wednesday night case updates uh, cases to keep an eye on. Yeah, because at some point we'll learn something here about what happened uh, moving forward. Yeah, yeah. So there's got to be a sentencing. So, and in the meantime, sending a lot of love to Daniel's other children, who sure seem to have taken a backseat in all of this in every way possible. However, in his mm. uh, obituary, they are the only children listed. Well, I would. His think wife that... is listed, or not his wife? Sorry, his mother is listed, and then. Uh, two loving children she's not mentioned it's yeah that would yeah why would you want to mention her at this point oh i've seen other obits where they are but (laughs) yeah i i cannot imagine what what this must be like for those other two kids no and for his mom yeah it's just all so sad and hard yeah but yeah it just seems to me like the other two kids somehow have fallen clear through the cracks and and now they don't have a dad, so yeah. all wow. of our love and condolences go out to all of Daniel's family and friends as well. Definitely. And we'll keep you guys updated. So this is Tuesday. We will be back Wednesday with a brand new episode. Mm-hmm. Wednesday night for Wednesday night case updates and Thursday night, well, for the Psychic Hour, which now is, of course, uh, through our subscription service. And if you want to know more about that, uh, we've talked about it in literally every episode for the last month. So you probably already know. But <laughs> if you don't, send us an email. But <laughs> that's what we've got. So thanks so much for being here. Have a good day. Take good care of yourselves. You deserve that. This has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Bye, everybody. 